Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Literally, where the books speak for themselves. I'm Holly. And I'm Liz. And we are neither one 100% ourselves today, so we're just going to see what happens. So we're just going to go with the flow. It's fine. We'll, it'll be fine. It'll I mean, be it's, fine. It's taken us like 40 minutes to get started, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, like, why tech hates us so much, but holy moly, today was just a nightmare. But we're up, we're here, we're recording, hopefully people can hear us, and we're going to talk about some books. So, yeah, but before we get started, how's life been? Have you been good? It's been a month since we've uh, done this. Yeah, it's been been pretty busy. Uh, Work's been pretty hectic. Uh, Life has been yeah it's been all right nothing it's nothing crazy has been happening i can't believe it's november can you believe this is our penultimate show of the year i know and where is the year gone and it's crazy because the holidays are right around the corner because you're going as soon as we're done recording you're going to go see some uh like your little community christmas lighting right yeah, or did it already happen there's the um the events on this morning um so we went into town this morning and uh, we had a look at their their Christmas market, and it, it was a bit of a letdown, to be honest. There wasn't many um, stalls this year, but had a bratwurst for lunch. Uh, but they got the Christmas lights switch on tonight, which I'm gonna probably um, miss. But I might I might go out after the recording of this. Let's see see how I feel afterwards. Mm, <laughs> but, I'm sorry, um, it's a yeah, letdown. Oh yeah, I think it's just less money. It's just the, com- the community's got a bit less money, perhaps. Um, but. <sighs> Yeah, there's loads of other like Christmas events coming up in, in the next month. So, but yeah, I can't believe that we are so close to the year. And I also, what it's really sad about is that I missed my, um, I think it's my three year anniversary of being on Bookstagram. I missed it. I, it was October. Mine was October too for three years. And I don't think yeah. I really did anything with it either. Yeah. Life, man, this year has been crazy. Oh, so. it really has. I need to get. I keep saying it, and I'm going to start trying to post more regularly. It's it's getting there, but I haven't actually posted a review in about four months. <laughs> I am so far behind in reviews. I'm trying to post at least. I want to try to post like two to three times a week. I used to post every day, but I just like. Yeah. It's just life has just. I don't know. It's just gotten so crazy, and uh, oh, no. and I never I get sick, and I'm week, yeah. I do at least once. Um, yeah, but oh, it's been crazy. So, all right, well, here we go. I'm not feeling well today. It's all sitting in my throat. Um, so we'll see how I sound by the end of the recording. <laughs> so I have water. We're gonna try to just see what happens. Um, yeah. all right. Well, there's a bunch of stuff going on right now. Um, I know that I unfortunately broke this bad news to you uh, yesterday, I believe, um, maybe Thursday. <sighs> but I yeah. saw Lee Berdugo Remember. made this. An, I know Lee Berdugo posted that Shadow and Bone is not being renewed for a third season. Dun, dun, dun. So sad. I mean, to be fair, I looked into it further and. Um, it's because Netflix have gone on a cancelling spree. They've cancelled about five different TV series. Mm. And unfortunately, Shadow and Bone was one of them. Because, I mean, you haven't even seen season two. <laughs> no, and now I'm going to, like, drag it out. <laughs> no, it's, oh, it's so sad. 
But her I post was, because... yeah, her post though was really, really sweet, and you know, yeah, and you can just tell how humble she is about having had the experience, and because not every author gets their their work, you know, adapted. And she had two seasons, and <clears throat> I know I'm going to love season two when I eventually watch it, and um, yeah. So, but that was some sad news this week that it's not getting renewed again. It was very sad. That was very sad. Yeah. So. But on the on the plus side, uh, we had a very exciting uh, week in some, well, some respects. We obviously had a busy week, but also uh, in between that busy week, we have had the most fun because we have been doing a buddy read of the brand new Iron Flame. Oh my god! I mean, it is everywhere. Wow. I mean, like fourth <laughs> when Fourth Wing was released, um, like early summer, I guess, is when it came out. Um, it like took the world by storm like fourth wing came out and it just went straight to the top and everyone's talking about it and you can't you couldn't buy it anywhere like amazon was sold out like you just couldn't get it and then knowing that the immediate hype was was there for iron flame because we only had to wait like four three or four months for the sequel to come out like talk about a smart author like she like um the hype is there let's release book two keep the momentum going and wow I, I already missed the dragons. I know. Because we both finished it. Yep. I finished it yesterday. You finished it two or three days ago. Yeah, exactly. But once we were actually quite similar pacing. So mm-hmm. that, was, that was interesting. So we, we had a good chat each day of, of how, where we were and how shocked we were at certain, certain bits. But oh, it was so good. It was such a ride. Worth um, the hype? 100%. 100%. I loved it. Definitely a five star. Definitely. Definitely a five um, star. I guess the question is, though, and this is a really difficult question, which do you prefer? Iron Flame or Full Swing? <clears throat> See, I can't give spoilers. I refuse to do that. <laughs> and I met one of my messages to you last night was surprise, I have some very strong opinions about the book. <laughs> Yeah. Even with my very strong opinions, I adored it. I loved it. It was an intense adrenaline rush from beginning to end. And and here's here's the difference too. I did the audio, um, which is the only way I could get through a book that thick that quick. You did the uh, like the actual yeah. physical copy of it. One of the things I really really love about the audio of fourth same same narrator for Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. Okay. But with Iron Flame, it was you didn't have the build up like you did in in an introductory book like Fourth Wing. So as good as Fourth right, Wing was, yeah, Iron yeah. Flame you go right into the action because Fourth Wing left on a cliffhanger. What I love about the narrator is there it is like it is an intense ride. Like the scenes, like the action scenes are one after another and they're so intense, but the narrator like as the intensity of the scene builds, then she actually her voice starts going faster and she's like she mirrors really? the intensity in the narration okay. and it's just like oh my god oh my god and it's like by the time the scene <laughs> is over it's like <gasps> we survived and it's like <laughs> because she I, I need to look up who the narrator is but she's she was just she added so much intensity and it was like when when I was like yeah. in that you know 
just like any book like this would have in that climactic battle yeah. at the end. Um, I was, that's kind of when I was thinking about it. I'm like, how would I feel if I was just reading the words mm. versus having someone with such intensity read it to me? And yeah. yeah. I'm curious though, because obviously when you're physically reading the book, you, you try and stop yourself at the end of the chapters. Do you tend to set yourself like a t- like the time as you can get to say finish at the end of the chapter or did you just try and press pause at the right time? Um, it, it It's not as hard as you think to kind of stop like at the end of a chapter. Um, yeah. Because there is a clear, like, you know, I, I tend to have like... It does have a pause, doesn't it? Yeah, like you can, you can, you you just stop it, and um, and I do it through Audible, so it remembers where you're at and 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 everything. Okay, yeah. And the, you know, you can see how much time is left in the chapter for each chapter, yeah. and there's just a natural like even with a narrative, like even when we read like physical copies, like when we get to the end of the chapter, we. <sighs> Okay, next chapter. The the narrators pretty much do the same thing. Like you know when you're at the end of a chapter, and so it's just like, yeah. <sighs> and so you just you can just pause it. Um, so. I mean, yeah. The main question I ask is because, as you know, like there were so many chapters that were left on a cliffhanger, and there were so many. Late, I had a few late nights last week because you literally like, okay, I'm gonna read one more chapter, <laughs> and you get to the end of the chapter, you're like. I need to know what happens. I have to read on right now. And sometimes it's like three three chapters in a row like that. So it must be even harder to be kind of strict about that because it's not like you're physically just taking a break and thinking, okay, I can't stop reading. It just continues for you. So that must have been harder. Uh, it is. It's. I have never been one who has been super big on having to stop at chapter breaks. I just stop when I want to stop. <laughs> and, and, and and I know that's weird because I know, you know, the majority of people probably stop at a natural given break of the chapter. But for, for that exact reason is I would just never stop. Um, especially an audiobook. I would I would stop with a physical book just because I yeah. just can't. I don't have the attention span and I'm a slower, like, physical reader. It would just take me forever and I just... I just like, nope, I got to get up. I got to do something different. But with an audio, I can. Um, But what I find, especially with a book like this, where like the, you know, the chapters are like, I hate you, Rebecca Yaros. How dare you end this chapter this way? Um, (laughs) I do. I would just go into the next chapter and then I would just pause when that moment of intensity was over. I would just stop there. Okay. That's quite a good idea. I made my own chapter breaks. (laughs) Take that! Your own chapters. That's right. Yeah, no, that happens so many times. Uh, And I will admit that I did cry once during the book, and I won't say character names or anything like that. But the one that the character that we discussed that did die, not saying what who it was, but the one that we spoke about in your last message. It wasn't because of the character. It was because of the way that it was built up and the way that they described it happening. It may and the other characters' reactions. That was like it made me well up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the reactions that got me. Like the other, yeah. everything else. I'm, I, you know, I was fine with. And I mean, and I think yeah, it was the reactions. And honestly, I, I don't. I'm sure you did the same thing. Like after Fourth Wing, 
and what she did to us in fourth wing you go into iron flame at least i did i went into iron flame going she's gonna hurt us who is she gonna hurt us with um I knew somebody was going to die. Oh, yeah. Like, at, least, at least one person. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm so, I'm, honestly, I'm a little surprised it wasn't more that, you know, there wasn't more mm-hmm. tragedy and catastrophe. Um, and that it wasn't more that we loved. Yeah. No, I completely agree. No. I think we were quite we were quite lucky. But that also makes me really worry about the last book. I think she is going to crush us. <laughs> She's going to take our heart and squeeze it. <laughs> now... Is I thought I heard that this is a five book series. Oh, is it five? Okay. Yeah, I don't. The next one's still gonna be bad. Oh yeah, um, but here, here, here's my thinking though. If it's a, if it's just a trilogy, again, we need to look this up too. If it's just a trilogy, then the next one is gonna be catastrophic without a doubt, and she's gonna like oh, yeah. run us over with a bus, back it up, run us over again, like. <laughs> She is like no yeah, question. 100%. However, if it's a five book series, what I'm concerned about is what you typically see with that middle book of a five book series, where it's like, okay, we had all this intensity in the first two books. Here's kind of like our middle bridge book. Yeah. And then the last yeah. two books are going to be like insanely intense as well. I'm not saying I'm going to care yeah. because I love the world, I love the plot, I love the characters. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in it to win it, and um, <clears throat> even if the Sorry. main characters annoy me sometimes. <laughs> but the thing is, obviously, the next the, the next book is going to be the third year of military school. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the final year as well, mm-hmm. the final year of the military school. So, be graduation. <clears throat> so. But there's a lot up in the air about that, though. Like, oh, yeah. Without saying anything, like you know, there's yeah, whether it's going to happen. Yeah. So you never know. They might pull a Harry Potter and <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, just saying. So okay. I'm still, yeah, I'm, whilst we're talking, I'm actually trying to look it up, but I'm not having much luck on Rebecca Yarrow's site. Yeah, I remember seeing there. something. I, I think just you have might to... be right. I think you might be right about it being uh, about it being one of five, because I think now that you've said that, it kind of rings a bell. Yeah. Um, but I think, isn't the next one coming out in 2024? Yep. Sometime. January. I'm like January 2024 it's like a month and a half away okay I'll take it I wish it was January oh my god do you think if we told her if we like messaged her on Instagram and told her hey can you please release them like January February March she'd be like for you guys anything I'm a huge fan of your podcast and I listen to it all the time so absolutely I'll do it for you I mean, we could but hope, couldn't we? <laughs> we could hey, maybe hope. she'll come on to our show. That would be amazing. <laughs> Especially as we missed her um, her book tour, because like you, the UK book tour sold out so quickly. Oh, so I like it, it sold out in like 15 minutes, yeah. and I'm sorry, I have to work. Like, exactly. can they? So, okay, so I know this is off topic, but surprise, surprise. Book, <laughs> like, 
book tours like that, when they go on sale at like 10 a.m. and people are working, they should set aside a certain percentage of tickets for workers. I will take a step forward. Or, oh, or, or what? Do it, like go live, go live at like six o'clock or seven o'clock on a Friday yes. evening. Yes. When yeah. people are at home. <laughs> yes. Or ten o'clock on a Saturday morning. We would be on our podcast recording while we're purchasing our tickets to the event. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd be very distracted. Yeah, we would yeah. be. We'd, we'd be, be like, ah! So. Be fine, I'm yeah, I'm still trying to find it on her, her Instagram. <clears throat> but yeah, we'll have to look that up. We, we'll, obviously we're, otherwise, we're going to be obviously talking about forever. But no, oh, yeah, we'll was, move on. Iron Flame was an absolutely amazing, amazing read. Uh, I sent you the obviously the maps and all the stuff at the end. I know. <laughs> Which I appreciate because I didn't have the maps. Now I am I am getting the I'll I'll get the physical ver- version of it. It's just I just I knew I was going to read it audio, and I just wanted to I wanted to make sure that when I got up that morning that it was in my my Audible library and it was and I mean, i'm like to be fair it's a beast of a book like it was a big like 620 book. pages and hardback that yeah that's like yeah i know <laughs> not a, not a handbag book <laughs> no and it was definitely i mean like i have fourth wing right here fourth wing. fourth wing was only <clears throat> that like 400 and something um hang on i'm trying to see if this was nope hang on this was like a excerpt of something it was 481 yeah so it was good oh no just kidding i forgot chapter 38 (laughs) oh and chapter 39 see this is why i listen to audiobooks because i forget that there's chapters i'm supposed to read here we go it was 498 so still a good like a uh, hundred and twenty five pages longer. So yeah, still a good a good percentage longer. Um, yeah, no, sorry, I've just found out on Goodreads it does say it's expected to be five page, five books long. Yes. Um, so we're meant to be getting one next year, one the year after. Oh, I see what you did after. there. You released two oh, back yeah. to back to build the hype, and now you're gonna string us along. It's evil. It's, it's just evil. That's the thing. So 2024, 20, 2025, and when's the last one? 2026. Dang it. Killing me. Killing me. Yeah, it's it's going to finish when I'm like 38. Oh my god. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Such a baby. <laughs> I've been nearly in my 40s by the time. <laughs> It's like Harry Potter all over again when you start when I was like a, a kid and then it finished when I was just finishing school. <laughs> yeah, that must be really hard. Like, you know, at least when Harry Potter came out, I could drive myself to the store and I could go to the midnight releases without my parents. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> when oh, this. Fine. <laughs> When this series ends, <coughs> sorry, I'm just choking on this realization. When this series ends, my youngest child will be graduating from high school. Wow. Okay, that's pretty crazy. 
I thought you were saying, yeah, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say those words. It's okay. Also, I will. To be fair, the the advantage the advantage of Harry Potter is that I had more time to read it because I didn't have work. I just had school. <laughs> so rather than having an eight hour day, I had like a five six hour day. Okay, <laughs> true. However, when Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows came out, <clears throat> it came out on a like a I don't know when it came out, how I was able to do this, but I went to the midnight release. <clears throat> Got the book. Maybe it probably came out on Tuesday, so maybe it was that weekend. But my husband, because I was married at the time, with children at the time. Uh, <laughs> guys, I'm not I'm not that old. I'm like I'm just just a little older than Liz. Um Greg bought or he Greg reserved um a hotel room for me. Just for me. So that I could go and lay by the pool and do whatever I wanted to and just read the book without the kids, without him. So, because I had a job and I had money and I could reserve a hotel room. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm trying to find out when the first one actually came, when the last one came out. The last one came out 2007. Wow. Yeah. So, I. Wait, wait a second. What month in 2007 did it come out? It had to have been later. What, like, the, uh, in July 2007, yeah. so I had uh, just finished college, and I was getting ready to go to university. So July so 2007. was literally my childhood. Was it was, my childhood. yeah. <laughs> that, so, so, this, that, so it was that night, because it was July, and at the time I was teaching, and I had my summers off, and my son mm. was... <clears throat> Uh, he was just over a year. He was almost a year and a half old. So I went straight wow. from the midnight release to the hotel so I could read all day, all night and all day. Wow. Okay, let's get back to <laughs> guys. <laughs> I warned everybody that we're not feel like I'm sick and you're like still in, in mouth pain from dental work and it's just you know, it's just, it is what it is. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, there's a book club. Oh, do you not want to move on? Are you still hanging? I was just going <laughs> to say, like, summing up, Iron Flame, definitely worth the hype. Oh, so 100%. if you haven't read it, read it. Go read it. Go mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Pause this, pause this podcast. Go read it. Yeah, because we can't guarantee that in the next episode that we won't give spoilers. Because here's the thing. Our next episode is a book club. So we're going to have Jen and Steph back. And you know that we're not going to not be able to at least mention it. Because they would, they both are fans of it as well. Especially Steph. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I thought it was Steph who said she didn't like Fourth Wing as much as we did. I know Steph was going to read it. Like, she was getting the book last Sunday. She was going to get the special edition with the sprayed edges lucky girl okay i know i just got normal vision all right let's talk about another book all right have you read i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to this 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 venice california book club because this fascinates me have you read any james joyce books in your life james joyce oh the irish writer sure Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yes actually uh I I well, I I started trying to read Ulysses and I stopped a few chapters in because it's 
really tough. Like James Joyce makes his own kind of language and punctuation up. Um, I have the Dubliners, and I don't think I've read it yet, mm. but I'm going to. So okay. I've, I've read like a bit of one. How about you? Yeah. Have you read no, any? absolutely not. <laughs> 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 no, I haven't. But here's the thing. And I'm probably not, I'm, I'm not planning on reading any James Joyce anytime soon, but if I was closer to Venice, California, I would probably stop by this book club just to be a fly on the wall and just to listen. So have you heard of James Joyce's Finnegan's Wake? Mm, briefly, but not, not really, just the name rather than anything else. So it is considered one of the most famously difficult texts in literary history wouldn't be surprised i mean james joyce as i say he literally makes up his own punctuation (laughs) (laughs) so here here's this is this is fascinating so jerry fialca who is an experimental filmmaker in venice california has hosted a book club okay not unheard of since 1995 so he started this book club in 95 they meet once a month. Every meeting is about the same book. So for like 28 years, he has hosted a book club that only focuses on Finnegan's Wake. And, yeah. And, and apparently like 10 to 20 or 10 to 30 people show up every month. And they read, they just read two pages a month. What? <laughs> yep. Two pages a month. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. It says at first they read two pages a month, eventually slowing to just one page per discussion. So I mean, at, at least, at least it's easy to friggin' do the reading for that month's book club. Well, <laughs> not if like James Joyce is that difficult. But it goes on to say that at the at that pace, the group apparently they meet on Zoom now because. COVID happened and they had to like re revisit how they were meeting. So they meet on Zoom now. Um, but they they started in 1995. They just reached the final page in October. Wow. I mean, to be fair, I just looked it up and it, it is 628 pages long. So yeah, that, that sounds about right. But yeah. that's that's commitment. I mean, yeah. these people have like grown up reading Finnegan's Wake, <laughs> right? And wow. here's the thing. Here's the best part of the story. In November, so this month, they're starting over. <laughs> I mean, I mean, now you've got all the kids who were born when it first when they first started reading it. Now they're 25, so now they can read read it as well. And, you know, who knows, like with most books, if you reread, you pick up something different the next time you read it anyways. But here, here's how, um, this is what the book club kind of said. It said, so in November, they're starting over and they say the last sentence of the book ends mid sentence and then it picks up at the front of the book. So it's cyclical and it never ends. So the last sentence of the book isn't a complete sentence because the first sentence of the book apparently picks up and so the book just never ends. You're consistently, continually cycling. Wow. 
What do you think Jen and Steph would say if if we suggest Finning and Wake as our next book club podcast book? <laughs> I mean, I think if we didn't tell them what Finning <laughs> Wake was, we'd get away with it. We'd be like, oh, how about we should try this this, um, this Irish author? His name is James Joyce, and um, and it's it's a bit of a, a fun read. We thought we'd try give it a go. It's called Finnegan's Wake. Yeah, sure. But then, to be fair, um, a Goodreads. So I'm just reading it now. It's quite funny. Um, on Goodreads, it starts with a story with no real beginning or end. It ends in the middle of a sentence and begins in the middle of the same sentence. This book of double ends, giant, 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 is as remarkable for its prose as for its circular structure. So I think they probably read that story and be like, what are you making us read? <laughs> oh, my God. It's, um, somehow it's still got a rating of 3.68 stars out of five. So some people like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, to be fair, I, yeah, I can. His writing in most of his books is not the easiest to read. Um, but that sounds very complicated. One day, maybe, maybe if I, I don't know, have some time free, like, I don't know, a year Never. free. <laughs> <laughs> maybe when I'm retired and I have hey, a lot more time. I'm older than you. I'm going to retire before you. <laughs> so while you're still working, I'm going to be lounging on the beach reading books all day. And I'll be like, take that, you youngster. <laughs> Okay, maybe not. <laughs> no, you'll be you'll be looking after grandkids by then. Oh, that'll be amazing. <laughs> yep. Okay, give a, give us one last little topic before we move on. <clears throat> oh, we've got so many. I need to actually go back to our spreadsheet. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, how about? Oh, okay. Well, okay, very very quick one, and then we'll go on to the other one. Uh, Goodreads, uh, the Book of the Year Award round one is open. I know Holly has already voted. I still need to vote today. <gasps> uh, so last year it was pretty exciting because we had uh, one of our um, interviewees on there, which was, of course, Jason Rakulik. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that's like this year. Anyone stand out to you this year in the in the roundup? Fourth wing. Is fourth wing in it? Oh, well, okay. He's, that's going to win every <laughs> That is nominated for is definitely, um, but no, the the one that I did want to, to mention uh, just briefly, which I actually read um, on LinkedIn of all places yesterday, hmm. which is that Pink, uh, Pink, as in the world-renowned singer, has announced that she's teaming up with Pen America to give away two thousand banned books um, on her upcoming tour in Florida. That's um, amazing. It's so good, and it's so good that we're now getting music getting involved with mm-hmm. this band books. Well, if you I think, think about really it, good. music is also censored yeah, like, cra- yeah, like crazy. So, like, so I'm sure that it it's it makes sense, and especially in Florida, because Florida and Texas are the two states that are always in the news for their their censorship and their banning of books. So exactly. So yeah, <clears throat> I love the fact that that Pink's getting involved and kind of undoing this because. Obviously, she's got such a, a big reach to her fans that this news will be everywhere. This, mm-hmm. I'm guessing this probably went out on her site and, and through all her fans. So, if anything, it's encouraging more people to read as well. Absolutely. not necessarily all of her fans will read. So, no, I think that was such a, a real feel-good read. And it's just so good to hear about this movement really spreading its wings um, just to kind of further afield um, into different industries. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break and then we're going to come back for a real quick segment on uh, like the bestseller list and what's coming up because we are going to be joined in just a little bit by author Jess Smith um, to talk about her book, A Time for Once. So we will be right back. And welcome back. Okay, so this is going to be a pretty short segment because we don't have a ton to talk about because we just talked about everything in the last segment. Um, all right, so we do enjoy talking about what's hitting the, the New York Times bestseller list. And, and honestly, this really, Liz, should not be a surprise as to what's number one and number two this week. Take a guess. What's number one? Hmm. I mean, could it be? Could it actually be Iron Flame? <gasps> what? Sure is. And then guess what number two is? Hmm. Could it be fourth wing? <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm sure it's not a surprise to anybody that number one and number two top in the list is Rebecca Yaris's Iron Flame and Fourth Wing. We've already talked. So well deserved. So well deserved. Um, <clears throat> number three. I'd love to know how many copies they've sold. I bet oh. they've sold like I'm sure millions. Could, I'm sure we could totally find it, especially for yeah. fourth wing. Um, all right, coming in at number three is a new release by Michael Connolly, Resurrection Walk. So I know that he's a he's a big author that people love he's to read. Famous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a link. It's one of his Lincoln Lawyer books. So that's it. And new the new release this week at number three. Number four um, has been on the list now for about a month. It's John Grisham's new book, The Exchange, um, <clears throat> and apparently it's the sequel to The Firm, which definitely a lot of years between. The Firm and The Exchange. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> I guess I just didn't realize that it was the sequel to The Firm until just now. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, uh, okay. You know, do you know The Firm? Or are you just saying, like, you're surprised? No, I, I, I read The Firm and I've seen the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Is a it really, good? yeah, it's really good. I, I love okay. the movie. I love the movie. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm sure I like the book, but I, I read the book so long ago that I don't, remember my processing of the book but uh, okay moving on and then rounding out the top five new this week um which is kind of cool is bookshops and bone dust by travis baldy yep that's the prequel to legends and lattes which i still need to read so yeah um, but then what's what's fun is, you know, think you know, I was kind of taken aback right there by the a sequel to The Firm because it's been years since The Firm came out. But when you look at the young adult hardcover number one release, it's called Murtog, which is a drag. It's about dragon riders and dragons, which apparently is everywhere right now. So if you want a, a, a successful book, release a, a book about dragons right now. Um, but it's Murtog by Christopher Paolini. Is that how you say his name? So yeah. Well, and here's the thing, because you saw this and you're like, is that? And I said, stop, don't research it. Because it is. This is the author who wrote Aragon. Um mm. and twenty years ago. Like so we're we're looking at the twentieth kind of anniversary and this is wow. part of the Aragon series. So this book is back wow. into that world. Um yeah, so that was Aww, really cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, and I had no idea. And so I was looking. He also just um, this year is releasing a one of the like you know how some authors will do the the illustrated issues. 
Um, he, he is releasing or has recently released the, an illustrated version of Aragon. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That sounds pretty amazing. Um, I, Aragon has always been when I see it, especially since reading Fourth Wing. Um, after that, I was like, I need to read more dragon books. I loved the dragon. <laughs> loving the dragons. Um, so I saw Aragon and I've heard a lot of people recommending it even to, to adults. Cause obviously it's more of a kind of kids slash YA um, mm-hmm. series, but I haven't got around to it. Have you read any of the Aragon series? I haven't. I always like in like as a teacher in my classroom, I would have a, a classroom library. I always had a copy of it in my classroom library okay. and kids would borrow yeah. it and, and, and read it. I just I never, ever read oh, it. Yeah. So. Oh, and um, I know it's off topic again, but talking of illustrated versions, did you see the illustrated version that's just been released of House on the Cerulean Sea? <gasps> it's very it's something crazy like 400 pounds but oh my god it is beautiful it's a limited edition all illustrated if i had a spare 400 pounds <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i would totally get that i want to see what the how they envision the kids after this after this look on um on his page on instagram and you'll see a link to it okay. it's really pretty all right well liz what's what books are coming up <laughs> Okay, so just a few, because uh, obviously we are coming into Christmas season, uh, so there'll be lots of Christmas reads next month, but we have uh, a completely not a Christmas one, How Not to Murder Your Ex. By <laughs> it could be a Christmas one if you have to spend Christmas with your ex. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's talking about not murdering him. So right, because you probably want to, but if you have to spend the holidays together, you probably shouldn't, because that would probably put a damper on the holidays. Exactly, and that comes out on the 1st of December, and that's for the UK and US. Uh, the next one is um, another one of Patricia Cornwall. Um, this is part of her Dr. K Scarpetta series, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. I quite enjoy it. I haven't read them for a long time, but I read quite a few of those. Uh, me too. I haven't read one of her books in a long yeah. time, but th- but I literally used to read them non-stop, and I was always fascinated yeah. by her... Um, by by that character because of the trauma and like she always had that 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 motive sitting on the back of her of her mind of trying to figure out like yeah. you know who killed her daughter um my mom actually got me into that series like years ago and that's not that's one of the series that i want to kind of have a start again because i think i read probably about seven or eight um but yeah since then I haven't got into it, but this one is called Unnatural Death, and it comes out in the in the UK on the 23rd of November, and in the US on the 28th of November, so slightly later. Um, and then finally, slightly different, not a death one this time, so it's all good. <laughs> um, and this one does actually sound really, really cool. Um, it's a Nutcracker retelling, and it's called The Kingdom of Sweets by Erica uh, Johansson. And that comes out in the U.S. on November 28th and the 30th of November in the U.K. So, yeah, nice little mixed bag there. And I'm sure that kind of on our next show, there'll be a lot more festive (coughs) ones that would have come out or or about to come out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to that Nutcracker retelling. Um, That sounds really cute. mm -hmm. I bet that's really festive. I bet that's pretty festive. It has a pretty cover, too. So, (laughs) if you're into covers. So, <laughs> who isn't? Exactly. 
<laughs> All right, so we're going to take our last break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to be joined with our special guest that has just joined us. So um, give us just a second, and we will be right back. And welcome back. We're so excited to be joined with by with by prepositions apparently are not my friends today so let me start over welcome back we are so excited to be joined by Jess Smith author of time for once she does have a new book coming out uh, in 2024 so we'll talk about that in a little bit but to introduce Jess she is a Chicago area native with a degree in psychology from the University of Iowa from a young age, Jess has been an avid reader, writer, and dreamer. She's also a, a small artist appreciator, a budding, a budding bourbon connoisseur. I like that piece of... <laughs> um, an accidental poet. Aren't all poets accidental? I like that too. And a lover of fuzzy socks. In Chicago, I think that's a requirement. Fuzzy socks are the best. Mm-hmm. When she's not wandering the great outdoors, you can find her acting as a somewhat responsible adult, spouse, partner, and mother. She says she writes every day and hopes the stories she creates will resonate with those who find curiosity in the changes life throws our way. Her debut novel, Time for Once, is an adult coming-of-age story about love, acceptance, and the mistakes we all make while in the process of growth. So Jess, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) All right, well, let's just kind of jump right into it. So um, Liz and I um, have both been reading Time for Once. Um, So neither one of us are 100% through it, but we are a decent decent enough way through it that we kind of got a feel for the story, the characters, your style. So we're super excited to talk to you about it. So just kind of give us a quick, just kind of a quick overview of, of the book and kind of what your goals Mm -hmm. with it were. Yeah. I started writing time for once during the pandemic. So that's Mm -hmm. when I started and the prologue in the book was originally a writing assignment that I did in 2015. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So I would go in and out of like these spurts of wanting to write. Um, And then during the pandemic, like obviously we're all home, we're not really doing anything. So I was like, I'm gonna write. And I found this piece and I just developed it from there. Um, So it is like you guys know, it's a story that spans over 10 years and it Mm -hmm. follows two individuals, Jason Jolie um, through the ages of 20 and 30. So it just kind of goes through all of those life changes that we experience um, during that time, you know, graduating college, navigating new careers, um, trying to figure out love and relationships during that time. And there's also a little bit of a love triangle in there. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) but my goal for time for once, um, was to just write it from start to finish. Like that was my original goal. And then as I was continuing to write it, I was like, Ooh, maybe I can publish this. And then I started looking into self publishing and then that's kind of where that took off. So. How long did it take you to write? This one was super fast. I started in June and I finished it in November. However, it was a really, really light draft. It was like 54K words. So Mm. I spent a lot of time in revisions. I spent over a year in revisions because I had so many plot holes because I was just so (laughs) excited to get it out, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I spent a lot of time in revisions after that. Yeah. Hmm. And I have to ask, I know obviously we, we did speak about this kind of briefly before before the um, before this, but 
as I was reading it, the one kind of one theme, the one book that came to mind when I was reading this was One Day because yeah. it, it kind of it screams One Day um, with yeah. the whole following the lives of these two characters. Is that something? Did you kind of were you purposely influenced by that, or was that kind of almost like a? It wasn't a something that was thought about, and it just kind of. It just kind of happened. Yeah, I think it would just kind of happened. I had an advanced reader say the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I have like that book on my shelf in my office. You know, I love the movie that they made of it. So I think it was just kind of like um, happenstance, yeah. like meant to be when you when you read stuff you really love. I guess some of it comes out in your writing. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holly hasn't read it. And it's like, yeah, Holly, you need to read one day. You it's do need to read it. Book. And then you need to watch the movie. <gasps> the book. Is, yeah, the movie is so good. Yeah, the book is wonderful. See. The movie's good. Yeah. I actually met David Nichols and I've got a signed copy of his one day. That's mm. amazing. Well, look at you. I love that. Yeah, he, uh, he's from a town where I used to live um, down oh. south. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, Okay, so let's talk for a second about Jason Jolie. So what I what I do like is that it is a dual point of view. So you don't really just focus on one. It's really focusing on, um, as you worded the uh, the quarter life century or the quarter life crisis. Crisis. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) which I'm like, oh my god, that's a thing. (laughs) Other people think it is too. Um, so, but it's so true, like, you know, when you're going through life at that age, and I remember, not at, like, not at 25, but when my husband turned 24, he thought his world ended, like, he, and I, he's never felt that about any other age he's been, but when he turned 24, it was like, oh my god, I'm so old, I'm, what's gonna, like, what's happening with my life, where, where am I, like, it was really funny, and then to kind of go back and now see, like, Jolie and Jace really kind of struggling with that, with really that, you know, you know, it spans the 10 years, and we change so much from the time we graduate college to 10 years later, totally, like, we're completely different people, and yeah. the goals and what we have in mind of what we think our life is supposed to be when we graduate um, is one thing. And then, of course, it evolves. But it's yeah. interesting to see to see that actually, like, play mm-hmm. out. How much of your psychology background influenced your character development? A lot. Yeah, I would say a lot. Um, not to the point where I was purposeful about it, but like when you study that for four years, mm-hmm. you know, it just, you kind of have like a different understanding of human behavior. You have some of those, um, you know, studies in you. So I think it definitely helped. I think it helps in general to make those characters. Um, yeah. Are there any people in your life that kind of imp- are based on any of the characters in your book? Oh, yes. <laughs> This is always a fun question. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. So, Time for Once is semi-autobiographical. So, Jolie is slightly based on me. Um, the first chapter, like their meet-cute, happened. Mm-hmm. It actually happened. Um, right. So, wow. Jace is uh, influenced by a real person. Um, but as the story goes on, obviously, they, they kind of form into their own. They form their own storyline. They figure out their own stuff. But the foundation, and I actually say this in my acknowledgement section, the foundation is based on my formative years. So did, so did you actually then bring the, like, 
dig down and get that courage to just walk up to some random guy and do that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I went totally crazy. Wow. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I never saw him around campus. And I was like, this is the last class I have with this person. Oh if I don't God. go up Aww. and say something to him, then he's going to be like lost in the roads and streets and sidewalks of the campus. I never saw him around. So, yeah. Wow. wow. I went crazy. I went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but look, now you created a, and, and, you know, produced this wonderful book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In a moment of okay, craziness. Now, now now you've said it's like slightly it's semi-autobiographical i have to know yeah. the swimming pool scene with palmer is that also true the what scene the swimming, <laughs> the pool, swimming scene. pool scene oh the, oh with palmer. is that true? um it's based on some of that some of it is true some of it is definitely like mm, embellished <laughs> to make it a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> fiction's always better than real life Yes, yes. Had to sprinkle it with some, you know, glitter and everything. <laughs> and that that whole scene, that that in real, it was was it was that beat or that pool beat or that pool party that long in real life? Because that was like yeah. an all like I would have been exhausted it was all night. Oh yeah. my! God. I know. I don't know. I mean, when you're in your twenties, though, it's like yeah, it doesn't mean like anything. early twenties. You know, now I'd be like, what? It's nine o'clock. <laughs> my pjs <laughs> yeah. Where's exactly. my i love that um so hmm, i have so many now questions about <laughs> about this being autobiographical um um so hmm okay what about like i know it's just like now I'm thinking of all these like scenes. It's like I, I gotta all take a second. Like, are they real? <laughs> yeah, like what about some of those side characters, like Alex and Drew? Like, are they also kind of based on those people that were at that pivotal time in your life? Yeah, yeah, they are. And is Drew really that much of a meathead? So <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Drew, I would say, is based on. Um, a culmination of like the frat boys that mm -hmm. I would encounter on campus. So it yeah. wasn't one particular individual. Um, mm -hmm. It was just like that persona that is present on a campus. That's like, it's a big 10 campus. It was university of Iowa. So there was a lot of Greek houses and stuff. So it was based on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, mm, I think I went, I went to Virginia tech, also a very big school, lots of fraternities. Yeah. I think I went to one, yeah. one fraternity party, you know, yeah. as a young yeah. freshman mm -hmm. and i was like oh my yeah so. <laughs> never again no, yeah not really my scene <laughs> no it was never it was never my scene either so yeah now when you graduated did you work did you move and work into in the in the field of psychology i did um originally it took me a, a second to like find my placement but um i started after I was doing temp work, I started working in a psychiatric office doing intake. So I was on the phone all the time making appointments. And I worked there for maybe two years. And then I moved into clinical research um, oh. for Alzheimer's and MS and nutritional stuff, nutritional research. Yeah. So are you I... still working in that field? Or are you now like, nope, I'm a full-time author now? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going for full-time author. 
<laughs> well, you're on to book two, so you know. Yes, yes, book two, and book two has Palmer. So you guys will get to read. Palmer. Oh, so it's a sequel. Okay. It's not. It's not so much a sequel. It's a standalone. So you can jump into it. Ooh. You don't have to read Time for Once. It takes place, I'd say, four years after Time for Once, but it's, it doesn't involve okay. anything. It's all his own story. There's another so female. He's all kind of grown up and a bit more mature. And... Yeah. And you guys get to. Yeah. And the female lead, her name is Lena. I love her. You guys are going to love her. Yeah. And she based on anyone? Uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what I love about this story? It is completely made up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then because A Time for Once has a lot that you've pulled from from your own experiences and then Dream for a Second, which is the name of the second book, is completely, completely fictitious. Do you, when you look at the two side by side, do you see any type of, of, of difference in how it comes across, whether it's like a stylistic thing or a development thing? Do you see that difference in how you wrote? Oh, absolutely. I think also having written one book, you learn as you, you know, grow and, and become a writer yeah. and things like that. Time for Once is really poetic. And I didn't mean it to be that way. But there's a lot of lines that are just inherently poetic. Time, dream for a second, not as much. There's not as much of that, like, I don't know, sparkly language, if you will. Um, but it's 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 just wildly different because it's not based on my own memories. It was just you know, all thought up, I outlined it, I, okay. yeah, I, I would just say it's just less poetic. <laughs> well, you do say that so, you're an accidental poet, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that, that came great. from. You guys, I did not like poetry in high school. I was like, I do not like this unit. I don't want anything to do with poetry. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, I'm writing, this is, you, this is poetry? <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Um, so obviously I'm seeing like a little bit of pattern here with the, the titles of the book. Is mm-hmm. that purposeful? Are we going to yeah. see kind of some more within the same universe? The yes. same kind of? You guys will meet the third. So I already started outlining the third book. You'll meet her at the end of the second book. Oh, and are we having any recurring characters in the third book from the first? There are recurring characters in the second book, and there will be in the third book, too. Yeah. Are we going to see Palmer again in the third? He he may come into the third book just as a side character again, though. He'll just kind okay. of pop in and out. Yeah. But his brother may be in the third book. Ooh. Maybe. I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. But the main character of the third book we haven't met yet. Not until you read the second, second it's at the very end that you meet her. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, um, so what, so you talked about that you started writing it in the, in the pandemic. Have you just always Mm -hmm. had like this little desire, this little spark in the back of your head that's like, I'm, I'm going to write, I'm going to be an author one day. Like what, what, what has inspired you or what inspired you? even from a young age to make that decision because you know there's so many people out there who are like i want to write a book i want to write a book definitely is not as easy as i'm just gonna sit down and write a book um nope (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's something that a lot of a lot of people who are avid readers from a young age they're like "Ooh, i want to write a book i think i could write a book so knowing that you probably had that same little spark since you were younger 
what was it that finally flipped the switch and gave you the confidence mm-hmm. and the the courage to just dig deep? Yeah. So when I was in my when I was a teenager, I wrote fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was based on the band Bush. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that 90s alternative band. Um, but I was obsessed with them. And so I just would write, yeah, I would write stories about them. I love Uh, that. I told my son the other day that I I used to like in my algebra class, I am not number smart. I'm really bad with numbers. And I told my son, I was like in algebra class, I put my like folder on my desk and secretly be writing in my story. (laughs) Now it would be so much easier because everything, all school, because I work in a school. All schools on the computer now, so it would be so yeah, right? easy for you just to open up another tab and be typing away. <laughs> and are we, are we talking that was it smutty fan fiction? No, no, no. <laughs> no. I mean, there was. I mean, it was a love story because that's what I like to write. I like to write love stories. I like to write about like yeah. relationships and stuff like that. But it wasn't. I don't. I'm not. The scenes that are most difficult for me to write are the love scenes for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I don't want to come off smutty. I try to keep it more. Um, I don't want to say poetic, but I try to just keep it pretty. <laughs> yeah, more, more romantic than smutty. Yeah. yeah, more romantic. Yeah. So, um, but I did that in high school. And then I was like, well, I can't go. Like I was looking at majors and I was like, I can't do writing. But I really liked the characters. And I think that's what kind of drew me into psychology mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. that aspect. So yeah. I went and did psychology and did the research and stuff. But I think it, I did a writing workshop in 2015 with the Gotham's writing online writing it's a school in new york so that kind of kick-started it and then i think it was just um being fed up with feeling these like in and out urges to write that i was just like i'm just going to focus on this completely because i would feel it it would come and go and i'd be like i want to write and then i would stop writing and then i'd write again and i just really wanted it to like be a focal point in my life and that's when 2020 hit and i just went for it i just i was just fed up of not having that be like a straight and narrow path for me. So how many unfinished base, pretty early started paragraph written, like story ideas do you have? I don't have that many actually. I have maybe four. Okay. And they'll, they'll never see the light of day. They're awful. (laughs) (laughs) So did you just kind of like go back to like the kind of like those same ones that you kind of started before and you went back to them and you're like, no, no. Yeah. I read the one I wrote um, a story in 2015 for the writings work for the writer's workshop. And I was like, this is never, but I did take some lines Mm. from that story and reworked them into time for once. So it wasn't a complete loss. But it's it's a mostly a loss. <laughs> <laughs> it's never a loss. You're just practicing. There you go. I like that. Yes. Yep. So, um, what other writers kind of as you've been kind of writing your, your books, what other writers have influenced and, and inspired you during your process? Yes. Um, Rebecca Sorrell, she wrote um, The Dinner List in Five Years. I love her writing. Um, I was reading her book right before I started writing Time for Once. And she was, that book, it was The Dinner List. That book just totally launched me into like feeling inspired and motivated Mm -hmm. and just really wanting to like sit down and write. Um, I like Josie Silver. One Day in December is similar, a little bit similar to Time for Once. Yeah. 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 Um, And then I used to read a lot of Jill Mansell 
um she oh, yeah. yeah she i used to read her all the time in college <laughs> and like after yeah. college um i just love her because she does third person point of view and she does multiple um points of view and that's really what i like to read so and she always yeah. has like good books coming out so yeah oh, nice yeah. how um so you're married and you have you have a son how how are they I'm, I'm sure they're super supportive but how how is you being an author and you having books and you know going and doing book signings like how yeah. um especially because your son's a little bit younger like does he yeah. kind of get what mom does and then I'm sure you have a lot of support from from uh, your yeah. husband yeah no they've been super supportive um I write after dinner so that's like my designated writing time. And um, my husband will take my son and make sure that like, you know, he's not jumping into my office and stuff like that. So, um, but my son, you guys are going to love this. My son had a book fair at school last week and he came home with a sticker and it's um, a VW van. And that's part of my second book. And he goes, mom, look, this is for your second book. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So he's into it. Yeah. Oh and my he's, um, he's a he's a huge manatee lover, and I I write about manatees okay. in my second book. So, yeah, he's he's Aww. already like wanting to read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it, so the second book may be completely fiction, but you're definitely pulling from what I know. Yeah, yeah. from yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's normal. You know what a lot of people do. Yeah. It's like it's hard to write yeah, about I mean, something you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They always say write what you know. Yes. then you can get that passion across um i do have to ask this question as well is your husband in the first book no okay so you didn't meet him during that time <laughs> yeah, no. he's, not in, he's not in any books i try to yeah i try to keep, keep him up because he, he reads them so. oh that's gonna, that's gonna be my question i'm like has he read it so he did a little bit of time for once and then he was, tr- he was critiquing a little bit of it. And then I told him okay. to, to stop critiquing. <laughs> I was like, your, your feedback's really good, but I don't think it's feedback meant for me. <laughs> oh no. Is he much of a reader? Does he read very much? No. And he doesn't read a lot of fiction. He reads a lot of nonfiction. Um, but he's definitely not like a fiction and not a contemporary fiction, romance, women's fiction, you know, reader. (laughs) But did he know that it was based on real experiences you had? Yes. Yeah. Well, then of course he's critiquing it. (laughs) I was going to say, did he ask a lot of questions about this scene? (laughs) The pool scene. (laughs) I think I'd probably do that if it was my husband and like it it was like a semi-autobiographical I'd be like did this actually happen were they real (laughs) I had a lot I had Um, some of my friends go is is this character based on me or like my sisters would be like is this based on me I'd be like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) how do you think it is is that how you act (laughs) yeah yeah Okay, so on the uh, the question of reading, um, what are you currently reading at the moment? I am reading Another Bee Skin by <gasps> Jessica Grew Glover, yes. And okay. I just finished, um, I have it up here, it's called Time to Bloom by Katherine Bittner, and that's another independent author. Um, more of like a young adult coming of age mm. uh, set in college, but it was just okay. a really quick read. It was really sweet and um, a really yeah. nice, cute male 
main character in there oh. too. So <laughs> yeah. nice. Ooh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you're reading another B skin. I really like that. That one. She sent me a Spotify playlist to listen to as I read it, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm immersed. I love it. I love just everything about Jessica. She's amazing. I remember she put that playlist on her her Instagram page, and yeah, that's a good Mm. playlist. I've got that. It's so good. Yeah. And I still I still need to read the second. You haven't read the second one either, have you, Holly? No, I need to. It's on my list. I need to. Because I know the her third one, her final one in the trilogy is 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 coming, and so I'm yeah. like, oh, I need to, I need <laughs> to, to read <laughs> Braiding of Darkness so I can read, so I'm ready to go. But uh, but yeah, I did yeah. read, uh, I read another Beast Skin back when yeah. it um, as an arc before it was released. Oh, nice, so, yeah, yeah, and so it, and it's funny because Jess lives in. Um, you know, she lives in California in the LA area mm-hmm. and I live in the mm-hmm. Phoenix area and we go, mm-hmm. we go to, you know, the LA area all the time because Disneyland and yeah. just everyone yeah. in Arizona tr- vacations in California because why would you want to stay in Arizona when it's 120 degrees? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so like we've yeah. always like, there's always been like these like, you know, she does these book signing events and she'll like reach out and she's like, I'm doing one. And I'm like, and of course it's like on the night of like graduation <laughs> or something that I have to work yeah. and I'm just like, bah! Um, but we have a big um, book book festival in, in Tucson um, in March, and I believe she's going to actually come. And I sent her the Amazing. links, and I'm like, here, you need to come and be part of this this book yeah. festival. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So do you do you participate in like book tours and book festivals? And um, I know that you're kind of like at the beginning stages of your yeah. writing career. Yeah. What are like what are your goals when it comes to that? like how how much are you going to do you foresee yourself immersing yourself in the world of tours and festivals yeah. and panels and stuff more now that I'll have more than one book mm-hmm. so possibly next year I'll dip my toes into that into those waters a little bit more I just I want to have more than just one book on the table um to offer and, to, and it's an investment to do that stuff so yeah I want to have more than one book um okay yeah. And do you have a, a date for the second book yet? Or? I do. I haven't announced it yet. So it'll be spring of 2024, but I have, I have yet Ooh. to announce it. I just did the cover reveal in my newsletter. Mm. Okay. Well, and if you and, need... Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, if you need beta readers, we are always, always here. Or arc readers. <laughs> I, I, may need some, I may need some art re- arc readers. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Half, you guys are going to love it. If you love Palmer, you're going to love this story. Oh, I am... I love Palmer. Yeah. I love Palmer. I'm like, can you be a real person, please? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to miss him because I've been spending three years plus. Yeah, I've been with him for three years. I'm like, I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Oh, (laughs) he'll have to just make appearances randomly throughout. I think now I am. I am thoroughly kind of emerged. I've read a lot in the last two days and I'm just over halfway. And yeah, Palmer is like. He's he's probably my favorite character. Yeah, it's a lot of people have said that, and that's why I wrote the second book. When I finished Time for One, Set, Palmer was like, "Now it's my turn." I'm like, I can hold on a sec. I know it's going to be your turn. <laughs> so, do you see that? Did the did the, the characters take up residence in your head and just like live there and just speak to you? Yeah, constantly. Yep. Mm. It's I like I have my real life and then I have my writing life. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you don't have to you don't have to share what your what your son's name is, but like is does your son has he like in, like 
inspired any of your character names or is he like do you see yourself kind of weaving him into the story um you talked about like the manatees but do you see you you kind of like being inspired by your little guy possibly in the third book but i would say the most has been um the manatees he has he's obsessed with manatees he has 15 (laughs) stuffed manatees it might actually be 17 now um it's like my daughter and pandas Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just the manatees right now. And do they all live on his bed or something? <laughs> they do live on his bed, and his bed, he calls it his cave, because it's literally like a cave of, like, stuffed animals and toys wow. and little lanterns. And <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Can we get into it? <laughs> he, so he literally has, like, this much room, not very much to sleep. I'm no. like, dude, you have a whole bed. <laughs> It's more, it's more important that those things are on the bed. Basically, yes. Yeah. I know. That's that's so funny. Um, if if you were to ever write and collaborate with another author, who would you want to collaborate with? Oh, goodness. That is a really good question. I know we just talked about her, but Jessica, I mean, she is such a phenomenal writer. And I feel like her and I have similar styles mm-hmm. um, in terms of just like a little bit of that poeticness in the in the prose. And um, uh, yeah, I would definitely choose, I would choose her. Did and you read? It was a real, oh, go ahead. It was like a, a traditionally published author, probably Rebecca Sorrell, because I just love her so much. I would learn mm-hmm. so much from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you read, I'm assuming you did, um, Stars Like Gasoline by Jessica? I loved it. I was, a, I was an arc reader for it. Oh, mm-hmm. I loved, loved it. it. I, it was so good. We were, we were both arc readers as well. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. oh my God. I you know, just loved it. And the ghosts and stuff, she did it so well. Because I'm not like a horror, and it wasn't horror at all. Um, but I obviously I read like love stories and stuff. And she just wove in like the suspense. Yeah. And the love story that she had in there, and then that that ghost, yeah, it was just wonderful. I love. I know. She's really like from another beast skin. The progression and kind of the way that she has adapted and like grown is just amazing. The style of that, yeah, of her last book was so so good. Yeah. What um? Liz and I are looking. Who's going to go next? Who's going next? <laughs> go for it, Liz. Okay. Um, so we talked again briefly about your writing process earlier, but mm-hmm. um, just talk us through kind of your actual process. Do you tend to make lots of notes and plan everything out first and then write, or are you more of a kind of write by seat of your pants kind of girl? Yeah. Ooh, and before you answer that, how yeah. did your yeah. process change from writing a book that you knew everything about to a completely fictional book? Like, was that process completely mm-hmm. different? Because I know you mentioned mm-hmm. you did some outlining. So how how did that process look, change, evolve? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I I did not I did not outline time for once at all. Like there was Okay. Well you wrote it in like three out. weeks. <laughs> okay, maybe a couple months, but if a couple months. So I um when I got my critique partner, his name is Nick, he lives in Sweden, he started reading my work. He's like, Oh Jess, we've got work to do. And I'm like, I know. So, and he is like a heavy plotter. He plot. Yeah. He is. He's one of those people that like has really robust plots. So, um, outlines, plot outlines. So when I started brainstorming Dream for a Second, I 
intentionally went in to plot, do an outline. And I did as much as I could until I had to start writing, if that makes sense. Like I tried yeah. to do as much outlining. And then at some point I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Otherwise I'll lose some of that creativity in the outline. And I want to put it into the first chapter. And so it's like a, a, a middle ground. I do want to outline as much as I can, but at some point I just mm -hmm. need to like let go of those yeah. reins and let the creative process take over. Yeah. So how did you meet your, um, your critique partner if he lives mm -hmm. all the way in Sweden? Instagram. God, I love social media. media. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because I was, I had finished it and he, he was like, he reached out to me and was like, I saw that you're looking for a critique partner. Um, and I was just like so nervous to share my work with yeah. him. But eventually I just, I got the guts to share it. And he is such a, he's such a great critique partner. He believes in my stories and um, my writing and he's really good with his grammar. I've learned so much from him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I feel so grateful to have um, met him because he's, he's really helped me grow as a writer for sure. Mm, I love that. Um, <laughs> hmm. What is your writing kryptonite? What, where do you just kind of hit the, hit the wall every now and then? Like, what is it in, in the process mm -hmm. that just. The middle, the murky middle. Oh. That's just the middle of that story, any story, any middle. It's just so you just really got to power through and you can get really lost in your story um, mm. if you're in, if you just don't have like a, a target to be going at. So mm. the murky, it's hard. The murky middle is really hard. Um, revisions, like I'm currently in revisions and that takes a lot of focus and like trust in your intuition because uh, you're cutting lines, you're trying to figure out how to make lines better or make the characters um, a little bit stronger or the plot yeah. a little bit more solid. So um, revisions are difficult too for me because it's a lot of trusting yourself and making and thinking that, you know, this is the right decision and not second guessing what you're doing. When so you currently within no, no. <laughs> the joys of continents. I know. <laughs> Go ahead, Liz. Um, so are you currently still revising your second book or is that all completely done? Yeah, I'm currently revising my second book. It'll go to my editor in January. Okay. And then and after that, it'll be ARC readers and then um, published, released. So are we talking early spring or late spring? Oh, look at Liz trying to dig for a date. <laughs> we, need some, we need some exclusive news. So, yeah, like, can we have a month at least? A month. A month. I'm hoping for May. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's, surprising. that's the perfect time because it's like it, it right it's before like that that beach read season yeah. and yeah. that would be and awesome. This book takes place. Um, it's not ten years. It's actually like a, just a, a couple months that this took. This okay. book takes place, and they drive down to Florida, so it's definitely like more of a beachy, summery type of read. Ooh, oh, okay. that'll be fun. Is it another? Is it another multiple point of views or? Yes, one it'll be in Lena's point of view and Palmer's point of view, third person, mm -hmm. just like just like time for once. Yeah, I, I love, love multiple that. point of views. That's, oh, that's my too. weakness. Like mm -hmm. I, I love yeah, that. I can't resist them. <laughs> yeah. But I have read a couple where it's just it's not done well, and mm -hmm. I think that's that's probably where some of like your psychology background really helps you in your character development. Because yeah. what I've I've read I've read a book this this year earlier this year that was multiple points of view. Like there's four characters, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. But they weren't distinguished and developed enough. So you get halfway through the chapter and you forget whose mm -hmm. chapter it is. Mm 
So I think that, and, and they were all women. There was this four different oh. women, which makes it even mm-hmm. di- more difficult. Um, and it's hard. just like, who, who am I reading again? Yeah. Um, but like one thing with your characters that I've noticed is they they are very distinguished. They have very, very different personalities. And, oh, yeah, um, you know, but what I was going to ask with the revision process that you're in, you talked about mm-hmm. how nervous you were to send your, your book for you know, like, to your critique partner. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just sending it. How did you feel when you, I mean, cause that's my biggest fear is like, you believe so much in what you create and you're just, you're yeah. so invested because you just, you love your characters. You love your story. You're like, I love it. I love it. I love it. And we all know the first draft is not going to be good, yeah. but, to, but there's a difference between, I know my first story and my first copy is not going to be good. And hearing someone else tell me it's not good and this is what we need to fix so when you were already nervous how how did you react to that like how did you kind of cope and not take it personal personally yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was a learning curve and there was there were moments of like doubt for sure but the the feedback that I get from Nick it's very um what's the word I'm looking for it's very it's positive but it's also like uh I don't know what word I'm looking Like that for. constructive kind of? Thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah. constructive. I can't think of the word. So <laughs> yeah. constructive feedback. It wasn't like I didn't read a lot of that and take it personally. I knew it was for the betterment of the story. Okay. Um, but there's always that like imposter syndrome that comes up with anything like that. Um, I would say, though, that the second book in revision so much easier. Just, just so much easier getting the feedback. Like I actually want that stuff now and the first book I was very hesitant but I I think that's just not knowing what to expect and you know expecting the worst and then being like oh that really wasn't that bad so so did you make obviously we spoke about the transition from uh, working in clinical research to becoming a full-time writer was that during the lockdown that you kind of made that decision made that kind of that jump no, that was um, before uh, before okay. I got married. Yeah. So, and then I had my son, and then that's after I had my son. That's when I started writing. So I was doing the mom thing for a while. I mean, I'm still doing the mom. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, son. <laughs> I'm I'm an author now, so you're raising yourself. <laughs> I was doing the baby thing. Yeah, yeah, I was doing the baby thing there. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So what, um, oh my God, I just, it just fell out of my head. Um, Well, I do want to talk, we talked before we started recording um, about, about your name, because your last name is spelled S-M-Y-T-H. And, you know, before I introduced you, I want to make sure that I was pronouncing your name right. So I asked, you know, if it was if it was Smith or if it was Smythe. Um, and you said it was Smith, but then you went on to share with us a little bit of information about the last name. So mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about Smith? Yeah. Well, my name is a pen name. Okay. Uh, my first name is my real name, Jess. Um, mm-hmm. Before I got married, my initials were J-E-S. So when I started thinking about a pen name, because I, I knew when I started writing that I wanted to do a pen name. Uh, real quick, um, why? So why, I, why did you make that decision? I don't know. I just, I wanted to keep my, I wanted to keep my initials Jess, J-E-S, for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, and I just, 
it was just always like, if I'm going to write, I'm going to do a pen name. I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay, just curious. All right, sorry to, sorry to interrupt. Keep going. <laughs> um, so when I started thinking about pen names, I um, wanted to keep Jess. And then I was thinking of uh, doing a play on words with wordsmith. So I chose Smith, but did the Y. So it was a little less like on the nose with the, with a little pseudonym pending. I just, I, I love that. And yeah. And it's funny because it's like, um, I haven't published any books. I have about 17 that are like partially written. I used to write stories all the time when I was in high school and stuff. And the one that I really want to work, like I really, really believe in and, and I just haven't had time. Um, I'm about 15,000 words in, so I'm a decent, I've got a a decent start on it, but I haven't touched it in like a year. (laughs) Um, and you know, as, as everyone knows, like there's 17 million excuses and reasons on why you justify yourself not doing it. Um, but, oh my God, again, I was going somewhere with that comment. (laughs) I think you're probably about to say, were you about to say the one question we ask all of our writers? Maybe I can go ahead and ask that. I don't think that was it, but I'll still ask it. So what the question I'm trying to like, I don't know. My brain is foggy. I'm actually like writing down like little notes of things that I'm like, when like I, that I want to ask. So I don't, (laughs) I don't forget because I'm just like, and just my head is so foggy. Okay. Foggy brain. So, all right. I get it. I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) So, the question that we, we always ask all of our authors that come on, because everyone has to start somewhere. Um, and everyone has, again, like a million excuses as to why they don't do this and why they don't do that. Um, oh, I do know where I was going. Um, so, (laughs) wow. Okay. So let me finish my thought and then we'll ask you the question. So it was cause it's about the pen name and, um, so I've always like, I'm always like, no, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm never going to do a pen name if I publish, if I publish a book. But now I'm at that point where in my career, uh, I like, I'm an administrator at a public high school and I live in the community. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. I'm kind of live in a fishbowl mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. you know, so now it's just like, I probably would. And so like when I created my my bookstagram page on Instagram and my blog and my website mm-hmm. and even like everything that's associated with anything dealing with my, my book life. I, I, I do use like my first name is my first name, just like you, but yeah. my, I use the last name DeMarco. That's not my last name. Um, got a pen name. Yeah. And it's funny because, mm-hmm. well, it, it, funny story. The reason that I took DeMarco as my kind of like pen name is because my husband also does stuff in another field from what he, from, from his normal life. That's kind of like in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry. And so he mm-hmm. took, he, he kept his first name of Greg, but then he, he took the last name DeMarco and he has had that last name in, in that realm of his life for like 15 years so I'm like well might as well take the same last name you took so I love (laughs) that yeah yeah okay so Liz you ask the question because I remembered what I was just it was just a comment it wasn't even a question sorry (laughs) okay so um yeah obviously like I was talking about the the one question that we ask all of authors come on um is 
if you could give one piece of advice to any aspiring writer, any aspiring author, what would that be? Oh my gosh, just do it. <laughs> Holly, just keep writing. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> um, I would just, uh, yeah, I would just say, just keep going at it. I mean, when you feel that lull or you feel like your attention being pulled in a different direction, just like reach out to maybe other authors or writers, yeah. find, find a community that can support you to keep you from, you know, not getting off of what you, you're trying to write and accomplish. So yeah, just keep going. I love that. And we, we tend to hear versions of that um, from course, a lot of people yeah. because it, it is, it's just like, it's one of those things. It's just like, you got to rip the bandaid off and you just got to do it. It's like, you just gotta do it. and that's one of the reasons I started my Instagram page was to be accountable for my writing, to not only get comfortable with people reading my writing, but also to remain accountable and be like, I'm not giving up. Like there are people now yeah. invested in wanting to read this story. So, and that helps to keep the focus alive. Well, yeah. <laughs> we need to know what happens with Palmer. Oh my God. You guys are going to love it. <laughs> I'm just excited to get back into my book. It, I, I, like, I I was reading it right before recording this. It was, yeah. 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 It's going to be the one good thing about staying in bed sick all day is I'll be like, leave me alone. I'm reading and I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tomorrow I'm I can't find a, out what happens with yeah. Palmer. I know, exactly. Tomorrow I'm literally having a nice chill day and I'm reading so much. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, so just, um, time for once is out now, um, yes. available in paperback and Kindle. Yes. yes. Okay. And, and Barnes then and, Nobles. and Barnes, yep, Barnes and Noble, check it out. Uh, do, do you do like book signings in the Chicago area? I like, did. I did one in September. Oh. So I don't have any, I don't have any lined up for the rest of the year, um, but I will have most likely at Barnes and Noble in the Chicago area next year for the launch for um, June 1st. I'll be there again. Yeah. Awesome. You should look up with teaming up with Jessica for the Tucson's um, book festival. Yes. I actually, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to message her and kind of pick her brain on that one. See if she, yeah. I, I need to see for if she's going to, cause, cause I, I sent it on. She's like, Oh, I'm going to look into it. And I haven't like yeah. found out for sure if she's <laughs> going to, but I hope she is. Cause yeah. it's, it's really amazing. And it sounds awesome. Uh, um, so, unfortunately, Liz is on, you know, the other side of the universe, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> so she can't come and go know. with me, um, but uh, one of our, we do a book club on our podcast every couple months, and yeah. um, Stephanie lives, she lives in Oregon, but her mother-in-law lives here in Tucson, and so when she comes down, I get to, you know, hang out with her, so she's actually going to be coming down, and we're going to go spend the weekend at the Tucson Book Festival, and we're going to do some Instagram lives, we're going to do some podcast promotions, so we're super excited about that, Um, so yeah, so it's really cool, you know, you know, maybe if you don't do it this year, because you still only have the one book out, definitely do it every year, so yeah. Um, that would be really, really cool. So, um, super excited. So time for once is out now. Um, dream for a second will be released probably sounds like maybe late spring 2024. So super, super excited. Looking forward to, yeah. So maybe May beach read time. Breaking news, exclusive news right here. Um, okay, Jess, so this is what we do. At the end of our show, we always do a speed round. Um, it's an, I know, it, it, it's it's the most intense piece of the show. Uh, we, 
<laughs> okay, good. So it is a 10 question either or. And we typically try to base our either or questions off of whatever the topic of the topic show of the is. Day. Yeah. So we took some ideas from Time for Once, created the 10 questions. Mm -hmm. I will go over the rules. We break the rules every week. We try every week we or every every show we say we're not going to break the rules. I break the rules. Her, uh, Liz she makes you break the rules. Nice. Yeah. I should just change the rules then, right? Liz is the Hermione Granger of the show. She's the rule. Oh, there you go. But the rule is that there's supposed to be no explanation. You just say okay. the either or and we move on. Yeah. Okay, Got so it. Liz, I'm passing it off to you because you're running the show this time. Okay, <laughs> so if we go uh, Holly, Jess, then me. Okay. So let's change that for once. Okay, so are you both ready? Ready. Oh, Liz is war or, uh, Jess is warming up over there. Quick <laughs> <laughs> <Big> stretch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Holly. Yes. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. 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 <gasps> Jace or Palmer? Palmer. <laughs> look, look, Jess is going to be the first one to break the rules today. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jace, but Palmer. <laughs> Yeah, say farmer. Definitely. Um, California or Illinois? I've been to both. I've been to Chicago. It's a little too cold and windy, so I'm going to say California. Yeah. Illinois. I've been to either, but uh, I'll say California. I do love uh, the Chicago area. It's beautiful. Yeah. All I know Chicago from is uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh. Oh, it's the Seattle, isn't it? But I think they did go to Chicago. That's, that's yeah. Seattle. I went there like a, two years ago. I, I went for um, a school a school trip. We visited. I don't know exactly where in Chicago you live, but we went to visit yeah. Stevenson High School. Um, okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know where that it's, is. It's it's a sub. It's in a <laughs> suburb. It, it it like when we we flew into O'Hare and it was probably about a thirty to thirty five minute drive. Um, okay. Kind of north northwest, but we we okay. we send a group of. Um, people from our district every year to the to Stevenson so cool oh. <laughs> snow angels or snowball fight snowball fight snow angels snowball fight I love that you picked that up <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also not surprised in your answer because you're so poetic no oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, girls nice in or girls nice out I think this goes along with when you're twenty something. It's definitely a girls' night out. At my age, it's a girls' night in by seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. My now girls' night in, but back then girls' night out. Yes. Yeah, same. Girls' mm -hmm. night in now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is Holly's uh, quarter life crisis or midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well. I didn't have I mean, a quarter life crisis. <laughs> I'm I'm at midlife. Sorry, I'm older than both of you. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we just talked about this okay, earlier. So I can't find I, you're way over midlife. <laughs> this is way over midlife. I said I'm at midlife. So I'm going with midlife crisis because I hear that really cool things can happen when you go through a midlife crisis. So I'm going to go with midlife crisis. Do you mean like setting up a bookstagram account and a, and a book podcast? <laughs> you know, yes. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with midlife only because I don't want to go through a quarter life again. So. Oh, smart. smart. Yeah. I'm going to go with midlife because midlife does sound quite fun. Midlife crisis. Yeah. So, oh, well, you know, in another uh, 10 years when you get there, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What is the age for midlife crisis, though? What is that age? Is I don't know. Four, okay. I Did you say mid-40s? Mid-40s? I said 40s, 50s, something like that. Yeah, so you're, you're on the later end, aren't you, Holly? Yeah. <laughs> you saying you were old earlier. <laughs> I am on the early, early, early end of the of the midlife. If you're looking at like a decade, I would say like 45 to 55 is a good like kind of mid-year or midlife. Okay. I am on the very beginning. So I have my whole midlife crisis to come. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> See? The exactly. poor husbands. The poor husbands. <laughs> hey, man. Okay, he he is Sorry. so supportive, just like Jess's husband. He is so supportive. He doesn't read, but he's told me, he's like, I'll read everything you write. No, I love that. <laughs> okay, before we move on, I didn't need to ask. What, you don't have to answer, like, the exact age, but what, what um, kind of age range are you in? Like, 30s, 40s? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm 40. Okay. So Holly's still the oldest. I told you I was. <laughs> it's not difficult. Just means I'm more wise. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm like you know twenty years older than Jess or anything. It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're close enough in age you? that we could be sisters. <laughs> okay, good. There see? you go. I yeah. have two older sisters, so oh, see, I'll fit right into the family. You would. I mean, yeah. you're almost old enough to be my mom. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Did you really just? Um, we're gonna have to rethink this partnership. Move on. Next question. <laughs> oh my gosh, Liz! This has gone off the track so quick. <laughs> you told me that when I went to school, you were working full time. <laughs> Because when, when Harry Potter came out, you were still in school and I was married with a kid. No, wow. <laughs> See, now Jess is going to think I'm old. No. I got married young. I was 21 when we got married. That's young. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is young. Yep. Yeah. And we are getting, this will tell you how old I am. We are getting ready to celebrate our 25th anniversary. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I'm yeah, going to tell him because our anniversary is in May. So I'm going to tell him I want a copy of Dream for a Second for our <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> uh, the best present ever. Exactly. All right. I'm Liz, save us. Save us, Liz. <laughs> okay. Uh, big city life or small city life? Small mm -hmm. city life. Small city life, yeah. Small city life. Mm -hmm. um, date your best friend's relative or no way no way <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, see, now these, any other way, I was going to say, these questions are now a little bit more tricky now that we know the truth about the story. Now they're personal. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Never again. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure that's not an option there. (laughs) But, says a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'd probably go no way. That could be too awkward. Okay, uh, house or apartment? When I was younger, I had definitely an apartment. Now that I'm older with a family house. Yeah, same. Yeah, house. It's always been a house for me, though. Uh, and last but not least, uh, brunch or breakfast for dinner? Oh, breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner every day. All day. Every day! Yes! <laughs> breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Oh, it's just <laughs> I love breakfast for dinner. Oh my god, yeah. I actually well, just last weekend funny. bought a bunch of stuff. Funny. It's the best. I love it. The best. Did okay. And actually, real diner that you went to all the time for breakfast for, for dinner. For like three plates of food. Oh, that was made up. Ah. Yeah, that was fictional. <laughs> well, if you need a career change, open a restaurant. <laughs> That serves breakfast for dinner. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could go to like Denny's. Denny's has breakfast yeah, all day long. All night. Yeah. yeah all so. day long breakfast. Now I want breakfast for dinner. Hmm. I know, right? You know what you have for dinner. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Go. I think I have some eggs and bacon and I think I can make some pancakes and or French toast. Mm, French toast Ooh, with powdered French sugar. Oh. Yes. Mm. Okay. We can icing sugar in this country, but okay. What about French what? toast? We do. No, pub, but powdered sugar is icing sugar. Oh. Yeah. Is it in powdered form? Yeah, it's still powdered. Then why is it called icing? Because <laughs> if you mix water with it, it turns <laughs> into icing. <laughs> okay, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> do you never turn powdered sugar into icing? Well, yes, in, in well. recipes, when I'm trying to make icing... Otherwise, I want it as powdered sugar. Yes. <laughs> See? Because when I'm putting it on my French toast, I don't want icing. I love our little English-American device. I know. It's so funny. So we have funny. so many conversations about this. Wait until Christmas. Once we, oh. Wait until we get into the Christmas mince pies. Tell, tell mm-hmm. Jess, what do you think about um, corn mazes? Um, they're Okay. Or, or or hay rides. What about hay rides? They're, they're, yeah, it's like an autumn thing. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like a Midwest staple for us over here. Yeah, yeah. they're good. I'm, 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 I'm okay with them. Don't really have a feeling on them either yeah. way. Liz doesn't have them. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't have them. What? Another you don't go one. through mazes of corn? <laughs> <laughs> I feel real sad for you. Right? And here's the thing. You don't sit on bales of hay? Behind a tractor that pulls you? <gasps> so there's a you story behind candy corn. No. Liz, do you have candy corn in England? No. I bought this bag. She doesn't have the mushroom. She doesn't have yeah. the pumpkins either, huh? We have, pump- we have no pumpkins. We need pumpkins for like Halloween. But not candy corn. Like the- okay. okay. So I bought this bag to send her. Um, but it costs $180 to send a bag, bag of candy corn. And I said, you know what? The candy corn itself wasn't worth what I paid for this bag. 
It's definitely it not worth the candy corn. No, we sending it wasn't. Two books as well, I was sending. Yeah, look, I still have it all right here, and I was also going to send her these books because <laughs> guess what? I can't order them through Amazon to deliver to her house. You can't order these books in England. And Why? so now you shouldn't be surprised that I've never read them. Wow. Well, that's ridiculous. That the shipping is over a hundred bucks. That's oh. insane. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. So, so we 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 um we make fun of each other about our our country differences. So, <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah. Okay. So, our last tangent of the show. All right, Jess. Can you just tell everyone who's listening where they can find you on um, social media and uh, on the yeah. internet? Yep. So my website is www.jessmith with a Y, S M Y T H dot com, and Jess with just one S, so J E S S M Y T H dot com. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook um, at J E S dot S M Y T H Smith. So. I love it. And Liz, where can we find you? So my website is Lizzie's Little and that's Lizzie's with an I E, not a Y. And I'm on Instagram, Lizzie's Little Book Nook. And Holly, how about you? So I'm um, online. My Instagram is at azdesert underscore bookworm. And my website is just azdesertbookworm.com. And so um, that's where we are online. Definitely get on. um, Check out Jess's book, Time for Once, that is out now and available. Be on the lookout late spring, potentially May, um, for Mm. A Dream for a Second, book number two. And we've talked a lot about Palmer, so you'll definitely want to read Time for Once so you can see what the hype is all about when it comes to Palmer. So we um, will be back in probably just a couple weeks. We have two episodes scheduled for December. So we will be... I'm the more organized one out of the pair of us. Um, we'll be back in probably maybe probably about three weeks is going to be my guess uh, with our Christmas book club episode. Um, I don't even remember what the book is called that we're going to be doing because it hasn't come in yet. Liz, what's our book it we're going to be talking? It is called The Winter Spirits, Ghostly Tales for Frosty Nights. It's a really cool cover. Oh, that's a beautiful cover. Yeah. So a, um, rather than, yeah. So last year we did uh, like a, a rom-com typical festive raid, yeah. uh, which was just like magic. Yes. That's the one. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I actually saw it in one of my cheap bookshops today. I took a picture of it. It's like, I saw the, uh, uh, the paperback version. Yeah, that's the one I have. Um, so, yeah, we read that. And then we thought, okay, this year we'll do something a bit different. So this is actually an anthology of kind of ghost or ghostly kind of creepy stories. So, nice. um, yeah, it'd be interesting. And also one of them is by Catriona Ward, who... Um, me and Holly are, are big fans of after the last house on Needless Street. Nice. So, yeah, so. yeah be cool. it should be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, Jess, oh my gosh, thank you so <laughs> much for being with us. This was so much fun getting to know you and talking sure. about your books. And um, I know that we are, we're loving a time for once and we can't wait to dive into Dream for a Second um, in 2024. So, Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, Thank you just... so much for having me on your show. You guys are so much fun. <laughs> awesome. We are definitely going to continue reading it very differently now. Yes. Yeah, right? Everything. Yes. So I'm glad that I'm not completely finished with it because I would be like, 
I'd want to go back and look at it again. So I, yeah, yeah a new lens to read the rest of this book. Um, yeah. So, all right. So thank you again, Jess. And we will be back in a couple weeks with our next book club episode. Mm-hmm. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank Happy you. reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.